Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time it may be, wherever you are. My name is Craig Hagan, and you're listening to Ramos Podcast. I'm sitting here with my co-host, T-Mac, Tony McKinnon, and we're back, Tony. We're back. Yeah, it's been a while. We've yep. you know, been taking naps, I guess, or yeah, whatever. Taking you, you know, yeah, taking naps. Eating, eating whatever you eat. Yeah. Tony's our resident eater. I'm a food expert. Food expert. Yeah. I, yeah. Foodie. Yeah. He's a foodie. I'm, may not be a theologian, but I am a foodologian. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's we kind of had a busy summer, and you know, this is true. But it's like it's October, and, so yeah. And <laughs> well, now back in school. Yeah, we're back in school, but it's, it's took us yeah. a while to record another podcast, and I could quite call it weekly podcast because it hasn't been weekly. Yeah, been like monthly here recently. Yeah. We're, but, we're too weak to be weekly. Yeah. So, anyway, we're glad to be back. Hopefully, um, you know, you enjoy us coming back. I know many people have been writing to ask them why we haven't had a new they podcast. They missed us. I, I knew they would. Yeah, knew, yeah. Especially people over in India. Yeah, you know, they miss like, us a lot. Yeah, they miss us yeah. a lot. So we're glad to be back, and we're, we're excited about um, what's going on. Like, individually, you know, there's many things going on in the world. And so today, we have um, Dr. Kirk Dubois, and we're going to talk about what in the world is going on in Israel right now. Um, many things are happening over there. Um, and so this will be multi-podcast, but... On our first podcast, um, um, I actually had one of our listeners ask me yesterday, why does the Palestinians and the Jewish folks not like each other? And I mean, because there has to be some reason why these things are happening, and a lot of people are younger, don't have any clue because they don't study the Bible or, or whatever, or they didn't have Sunday school. Or, That's or, why you should come to Rama, yeah, rbtc.org. Yeah, rbtc.org, and um, you know, you can learn from... Great teachers, um, well, like like Kirk, and, and also from me, Tony and I. <laughs> but um, not sure we're great teachers, but we'll we'll have you laughing at least. Um, yeah, you know, I, I entertain my class. I, I'm not really know how how good of a teacher I am. I'm really not a theologian. Um, you know, I'm just more of a logian. <laughs> anyway, Kirk, it's good to be here on the um, have you here on the program. So this first podcast, let's talk about why, you know, you know, what's the history b- behind the. Palestinians, the uh, Islamic folks, and the, and the Jewish people, and why do they hate each other? It's like the Hatfield and McCoys. People probably don't know who that was, those are either. Um, wow. Well, when, when I first went to Israel the first time, I learned real quick that um, our Western viewpoint of what's happening over there can be very narrow. Mm. And, and, you know, especially when you have Christian friends on both sides, you've got Jewish, yeah. Messianic Jewish believers, and then we've been in the Palestinian areas to minister at churches and so I've got Palestinian friends that are pastors and you can you can see that there's some subtle tensions there and uh, uh, and for instance we have a, a friend that's a um, tour guide over there and he's considered an Arab background even though he told me his family history was Jewish but years you know generations back they converted they, they became Christian so they were sort of pushed out from the mm-hmm. Jewish community and so they lived amongst the Palestinians and back when the when Israel first got the land back in 1947-48 it was almost like a sooner thing here in Oklahoma where they they, they rushed in and mm-hmm. claimed land well the, the the Jews that were returning were glad to be back but they like in this particular person friend of mine their family village was completely uh, taken over by the Jews, they they forced them out, and they and they occupied their their village, and so. And, and what Kirk's referring to is here in Oklahoma, we were Indian territory, yeah. that we actually they moved the Indians from um, Georgia, um, Florida, here the Terrell Tears to Oklahoma, and then we took their land again, um, right? 
And so they got revenge now with casinos here in Oklahoma. So, so it's a very complicated thing. And, any, and American Christians go over there thinking, yay, we support Israel, which we do. But they also don't understand the dynamics. It's very complicated. Mm -hmm. So you've got that kind of stuff happening where people – and here's the thing. The Jews have always lived there. It's just once they were you know, cast out to other nations, there was, there's always been a community of Jews living in that Region. Always been a remnant. There's always been remnant there, along living alongside Arabs, because mm -hmm. that's what the Palestinians are. They're a mixed race of Arabs. They're, and basically, they're nomads, uh, tribes, and mm -hmm. they, Jordan didn't want to deal with them, so they really pushed them over to what's now considered the West Bank. So they want Israel to deal with it. They didn't want to deal with them. But when the when they when the Britons started going in there and dividing up, you know, lands. I mean, there was no such thing as a Jordan state and a and a Iraq and Iran. Britain decided to carve up the territories, and so that in itself caused animosity. But when Israel was finally given back a piece of land, which wasn't really the full borders they used to have, but they carved out that land. And when they rushed in there and began to take over again, then there was some, you know, there are some bad blood feelings. However, uh, you know, so it's an uneasy kind of, this, this picture person I'm talking about and his family, they're, they're, he's full-blown Israeli, I mean, you know, citizen of Israel and all that, and he's, he's gone to the Hebrew University, very intelligent man, but, but there's, he, you know, like one time I made a positive statement while I was in Israel on my Facebook about something I was doing, and he, he said, brother, you need to watch what you do when you're over here because everybody's looking at your Facebook. So you've got, you've got, uh, it's a very uneasy thing. Let me go into Bethlehem, and we have friends in there that minister. And, and so then, then the other dynamic is some of these Palestinian people, I mean, they're, I'm talking about Christians. They love Israel. I mean, they love, they love the promises of the Bible, but they have to be careful because the Muslims will come on them. If they, mm -hmm. There's one church in Bethlehem that got bombed because the pastor was pro-Israel. I mean, he's a, he's a Palestinian Arab, but he, he loves Israel, and he's open about it. Well, his church has been bombed by people that live in the, in the community. So it's not an easy thing to, f to figure out. And, and when I'm over there, you know, I have to try to minister to both sides. And, and there are some that are mature enough and understand things that they, they, they get along. But then there's some that have these issues. You know, some are mad at the government of Israel because of, you know, not having getting the jobs they want or whatever. But you throw on top of that. So that's, that's normal kind of stuff. Even in this nation, in America, we have that kind of stuff. But then you throw on top of that the spirit of Islam. And it, when you get the, when the Islam comes, like even in the Gaza Strip, all the churches there are under persecution if they don't back Hamas hmm. or they don't back who, whoever's in charge. If they show any kind of inclination uh, towards Israel or anything else, they get persecuted. And, I mean, they can bomb their churches. They can, they can get killed. So the churches there are many times cowing down to, to the terrorists, and they'll even chant the same mantras, you know, death to Israel, whatever, so, because that's another layer of this whole complicated mess. And it is not an easy mess that can be figured out by people just, you know, drawing maps and trying to, you know, swap land and this and that. It's, it's something that's going to be probably there until Jesus comes. Mm -hmm. and, and people don't understand, too, like I know um, – well, the EOA changed their thing. But if you went to Israel and had them stamp your passport, then you couldn't go to some of the Arab countries. And so that's time, still true. Yeah. Yeah. And so now some of them have relaxed that a little bit. But um, well, I put they put pieces of paper in when you fly in. Yeah. It's, but now when I was there just recently, we crossed over into Jordan and coming back into Israel, I had to ask him not to stamp my passport. 
because uh, obviously if I went to other nations, that would be a problem. So Yeah, and so people don't understand the animosity. But doesn't this go back even further, back to Abraham? <laughs> well, yeah, you've got that, yeah, the Abraham, Isaac, Ishmael thing. Now, the Muslims, you know, claim Ishmael as their promised and, child. And just because some people don't even know about how Ishmael was born or why he was born or, or you know, things like well, that. Well, so, okay, so, 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 so... I mean, we, we have to understand that a lot of folks don't have, children, don't have Sunday school anymore. Don't, oh, and, yeah. and a lot of pastors... We, Can't we, take anything for granted. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I found yeah. out, you know, Bible stories, to, to, even to our Amherst students, they don't even know some basic Bible stories that we think everybody knows. Right. So, but you, got, you do have starting the blood feud of, yeah, yeah. of Isaac and Ishmael. Isaac was born of promise by Sarah, Abraham's wife. Ishmael was born when Abraham tried to help God out and went into his maid, who was an Egyptian. And then they had Ishmael. But yet, even still, God gave promises to Ishmael. He did. And, yeah. and so they parted at, at one point. You know, at one point, God wouldn't let him part. But then at another point, God said, send him off. And, but he gave them land to the east of what's now Israel. And when Israel was coming out of Egypt, he forbid them to go into their land and to, to, to take any of their land because he had promised it to the Ishmael. Mm-hmm. But there was always this, you know, and then it went down to Lot, I mean, to uh, Jacob and uh, Esau, which Esau was, was Jacob's brother, but then he ended up marrying Ishmaelites because mm-hmm. he had a feud with Jacob. And so, so you've got this Ishmael line going into Esau, and, and eventually it, it spreads out into the Arab nations. So they're pretty much cousins, but yet there's a blood feud. Mm-hmm. Now, back when Muhammad came on the scene uh, in 600 A.D., the, the Arabs were broken up into many different tribes. They had their tribal gods, their tribal religions, and so forth. Muhammad came and preached you know, one god, which he selected Allah, which was the moon god uh, of, the, of all the tribes. But then he... He's eradicated all the other tribal religions and consolidated them into worshiping Allah. And so that gave the Arab tribes a sense of identity because here you had the Jewish tribes had one God. They had a national identity. They had a blood identity. But the Arab tribes were pretty much scattered. But but, uh, Muhammad pretty much unified them by force. But he unified them. and So so the problem then, as, as Judaism is sewed into the soul of the Jewish people, now Islam has been sewed into the soul of the Arab people right. since that time because it gave them a sense of, of identity and so forth. And, and so that spirit of Islam is, is anti-Christ, anti-Jew. Uh, now, there's, there's, I've talked to a priest, a Coptic priest, uh, Zachariah, um, Father Zacharias. He's in hiding in America. He's, he has a secret location because they want have a bounty on his head. But he's won more Muslims to the Lord. He's from Egypt, and he wins Muslims to the Lord. But he talks about the two faces of the Quran. The first half of the Quran was peaceful. That's why they say it's a peaceful religion. The last half, though, is once, oh, once uh, I was going to say Obama. <laughs> 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 once, well, his middle name is Hussein. But, yeah. uh, you can so, say that on our podcast. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> once Muhammad consolidated control of all the tribes, he then wiped out anybody that didn't worship his God. Yeah. And, so, and then, he got, then the last half of the Quran is the violent, kill the Christians, the Jews, subvert them, make them pay taxes, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's called the two faces of Islam. Mm. Peaceful at the beginning, but then once he got hold of power, it was the other way. Now, I want to point out something because you, you mentioned that Allah isn't, isn't our, our same God. Because you know, no. some people you know, go back to Abraham, you know, Abraham, Isaac, Abraham, you know, Ishmael, 
and think, oh, oh they're, you know, they're, they're worship the God of Abraham, but it's not the same God. Um, no, not. Now, some Bible translators that caused a stink, like I think it was Wycliffe a few years ago, wanted to use the word Allah for God when they translate it, and there's a big stink, because there is an Arab word for God that means the God, and Allah is, is connected to Muhammad and that whole thing, so that's an issue in some of the Arab world. Uh, some of them actually use the word Allah, but then others use a different word for God. Yeah, now the Hamas and, uh, and other terrorist organizations, I mean, there are Islamic people who are, are not out to kill everybody. I mean, correct? I mean, right. I mean, I, mean, I you know, I've, there are, there are. I mean, because because people don't really. I mean, some people think, well, if if you're, especially if after nine eleven, I mean, anyone who was, you know, you know, Islamic in the United States faced persecution because they all blamed them. Right. The same thing. I've, I've had Islamic neighbors and here in Oklahoma. Yeah. And nicest people. Um, so here's the deal: if they really adhere to their book to the letter, they will be violent. If they if if they if they have to if they obey it to the T, they will be persecuting Christians and Jews because that's what they were told to do by Muhammad: subvert them, subject them, make them convert, kill them, or tax them. So it'd be yeah. fair to say you've got some um, uh, people that uh, are um, in the religion of Islam, let's say, but they're nominal. Well, like we have like, nom- nominal Catholics. That's where I'm going with that. Nominal, nominal Christians. No, right, exactly. Same, same thing. Same thing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, you know, I had some, um, my very first house I lived in, there was three houses across the street. They're all a big Islamic family, and they own three houses, and they worked on cars and things like that. And so um, um, sometimes we were really bad about leaving the garage door open. And especially when I was out of town, they would come and knock on the door. Hey, your garage door's open. You know, open. I mean, they were the nicest, yeah. nicest people. You know, um, you know, they respected. They knew we were Christian. They knew, we, you know, we pastors. You know, but you know, they were awesome people. And so, not just because you're Islamic doesn't mean that you're a radical terrorist. And that thing that you know, we need to understand that because sometimes there's a hatred toward that. So, why do you think that there's so much, you know, pro, you know, Palestinian folks now, especially among the younger generation? You've said, you know. You know, you know, yeah, that, why, why is that being pushed? Or, or So here's the narrative. And again, it's like I said, it's a muddied mix to try to figure out because you have some legitimate complaints of land being taken or this or that. But yet most of them would prefer to live in Israel and be citizens of Israel because they have the better rights, jobs, yeah. better rights and all that. So they have an illegal, prob- <laughs> illegal alien problem there, too. They yeah. got people sneaking in from Gaza or Bethlehem, or other places because they want to get jobs in Israel. Um, so you have some legitimate beefs and complaints against the government, but then you got a government that everybody's out to kill them. You know, Israel, they're, they're always targeted. So they have a strong, thick-skinned defense, and they look at things suspiciously, you know, so you got that going on. But uh, the, is, the, 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 the Muslim thing, though, is, is a hatred towards— you know, see, they don't want peace with Israel. That's been proven time and time again yeah. with all the different yeah. peace accords— they would never come out and say they would recognize Israel's right to exist. They want to eradicate Israel. They want to eliminate them. And so that's, that's an issue. That's a problem. So now, in this country, what's happening? Well, the narrative they preach then is like even now, as we make this broadcast, this current war situation that's going on, we've seen the pictures of the brutality that happened to the Israelis. Yeah. Now uh, Hamas is 
altering videos and putting fake videos out there. Trying to flip the script. Trying to flip the script. And they, and they warned us that they were going to do that to, to try to make it look like the, the Jewish people are the ones that are killing the children and oppressing the people. Mm-hmm. And the narrative, that's the narrative they put out there. And unfortunately, that's the narrative that we have people teaching in our universities in America that that's their narrative. They're talking about things like an apartheid. Israel's an apartheid state. Do you even know what the word apartheid means? <laughs> if you wanted to see apartheid, you'd look at South Africa back, back in the 60s and 70s and so forth when the, 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 the black, the African people were kept subjugated by the leadership of the whites even though they were in their own country. Right. Uh, you know, that, none of that goes on in Israel. As, you know, you, anybody's treated equally their jobs and everything else. Now, of course, in any society, you're going to have people that do stuff wrong and unfair. But as a whole... Israel is not an apartheid state. I remember we, were, we had an Arab taxi cab driver, and we were driving down and along the wall that separated the so-called West Bank from Jerusalem, and this Arab taxi cab was complaining because on the Israel side, everything's beautiful, green, nice buildings, and over there it looked like Tijuana, Mexico. And it was, it, so and you're, pick, com- you're picking on Tijuana now? Yeah. Well, I used to go to Tijuana all the time. So, Kirk, Kirk's from San Diego. I'm from so, San Diego. So, so he knows what Tijuana looks like? Yeah. I mean, there's some nice places in Tijuana. But <laughs> you look at the, 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 the Palestinian areas, and it's like a marked difference. And this taxi cab driver was like, look at us. Look at, look at how bad our conditions are. And look at the, how good they have it. And I'm thinking, well, aren't you guys in charge over here? Mm-hmm. Why don't, you know, who's the fault? You know why? Because all the money that America and everybody else gives them doesn't go to the people. It goes to build weapons and to cause like what happened recently so uh, we're giving them millions of dollars but what are they doing uh, with it billions of dollars not millions yes yeah, excuse me <laughs> billions. You, you you find the nicest houses that are being bombed right now in gaza are belong to the hamas or mm-hmm. the or the uh, uh the other groups that are over there not the common people right so it's a i think i personally think that that a lot of them I've heard things, but I think a lot of them want, would prefer that Israel had charge over everything so then would, they would at least have a fair shake. The of, common citizens of Yeah, Gaza. common citizens yeah, of yeah, Israel yeah. so they could get a fair shake of jobs and everything else. And what we need to understand, too, is that not everybody that, that lives in the Gaza Strip or the West Bank or whatever are, are part of a terrorist organization. Oh, absolutely. And that's where it's, you know, I mean, you know, and the problem is now obviously Hamas came across to Israel and they killed citizens. You know, where where Israel now is targeting military targets, unfortunately, you know, with where it is, I mean, you're going to have civilian casualties. And and plus, we know that they're also hiding out in places that we know there's a lot of civilians. Human shields. Yeah. And and so, um, you know, but they're saying, well, look, you kill more. You know, but but, you know, that is why it is sad, because when they cut electricity and all these kind of stuff, I mean, there's peaceful people who live in the Gaza Strip. I mean, you know, obviously, yeah. you, you know, some pastors and some people like that, you know, so so they're being persecuted now as, as well. But now isn't now I don't I'm not a real familiar with the whole Islamic religion or whatever. But aren't they prom- you know, so some people want to know why did they go after this, your average people, but they feel if you're a Jewish or you're a Christian, then they have a right. Well, um, yeah. and, and they're going to be glorified, right? Or, or they have some kind of more. Well, you got to understand these people are taught as kids. You can see videos where they're teaching kids how to f- carry guns and have plays, plays at school where they plays, kill stab Jews, the Jew. stab the Jew, yeah. kill the Jew. They're taught that Jews aren't even human, that they're, they're animals, they're apes, they're pigs. They're, they're taught that they're not worth even living. So they grow up with this instilled hatred. So to them, to go behead a baby is like 
they don't have a conscience about it, you know. And we, we look at that in the Western world and most of the world, and we're appalled. But they think that they're, and it's, a, it's the same thing Hitler did. He, he declared that the Jews were not mm -hmm. a race. They were not people. They were not worthy to live. So they get excused the exterminating of, you know, millions of them. And so it's a, it's that, it's a demonic spirit, it is. And, and that's one thing, too. You know, well, obviously, this is a form of racism. You know, if you want to, you know, that's what we're talking about. You know, and racism is, is taught. It's not, I mean, we, no one was born a racist from, from day one. Um, phone's ringing. Um, Cliffy Poo. Um, so anyway, no, no one was born that. So it was, like I said, they've been taught from a young age that we need to eradicate the Jewish people. And that doesn't mean just military targets. That means just no, anything. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, and the reason that they shout death to America, because America is always known as a Christian nation, although sometimes we wonder anymore. But, but um, yeah. you know, but but, you know, they've obviously think that we're a Christian nation. And so now they hate America because they don't like Christians nor Jews. Well, um, you know, we have already always been joined to the hip with Israel. Even in our founding of our nation, we had Jews that helped finance the mm -hmm. revolution. Haim Solomon financed George Washington and his troops. There's statues of him in New York and Pennsylvania. He raised money from synagogues to give to a Gentile army. That was never done. But he convinced, he convinced the, his fellow Jews that George Washington, you know, they had to give him food, uh, money, clothes. And so Jews were involved in a lot of the founding of our nation. We've always had this connection. Abraham Lincoln was called the rabbi by the Jewish community because he was so in favor of them, and, and he recognized the, the cooperation we had. So there's always been this connection. Plus, we support them, right? Even right now, we're sending weapons, money, and even troops are over there right now. And Hamas in America, thanks to our wonderful administration, we have 10, 000, 10 million people that have come across the border. And literally thousands and thousands of them are from Syria, Afghanistan, Iraq, Iran, and so forth, but that they have no clue where they're at. And so there's intelligence chatter right now that the Hamas in this country, the United States of America, is planning on terrorist attacks in the next 14 months to come against us for our support of Israel. And, and some of you haven't figured this out yet. One of the reasons for the test emergency broadcast system was because of this kind of intel. Yep. And also, this is also one of the reasons the Biden administration changed their policy immediately around the same time on trying to close the border now. Because yep. now, now they're like, you know, President Trump has told everyone for a long time, we, we have terrorists coming across our borders. It's not just... You know, it's not just drug dealers and child sex traffickers. There's also terrorists coming across their border, and no one was doing anything. And now they're, you know, you know. Besides, we have also we have Democratic governors that are griping about, you know, you know. It's funny because El Paso and, and, and other border cities have been dealing with it for for a long time, and you know, New York can't even handle a few folks. I know, it's so crazy. it's it's crazy. Um, and you know, but but it is interesting to see all the American teenagers or young adults that, that seem to be supporting Hamas and what they don't, especially the women, you know, and the um, LGBT, whatever, you know, I just call them gays because I don't know, you know, whatever. But, you know, what, they don't realize that if they were over there in that area, they'd be put to death. They'd be the be, first ones. Be hit them. Yeah. I mean, you know, they'd be the first ones put to death. And, and women don't have the rights there that they have here in, in, in America. I mean, you know, they wouldn't have a right to go. I on just wish we could put them all on planes and fly them over there just to. Oh, you don't know how, how many conversations that, that, that <laughs> people have, have told me over the last few years. We need to ship all those people back to, you know, but you know wherever. Uh, this this narrative then so our colleges have been infiltrated with Marxist socialist anti-Israel anti-Christian 
groups, these professors are teaching our young people this same hatred that's being taught to the Palestinians. And so they're saying these mantras like an apartheid state or they're oppressing our people or they're killing or occupation, this and that. And, uh, and so the young people are, are buying it. And so this sad thing is it's almost 50 percent uh, yeah. are persuaded now in that direction. And we're seeing the protests daily here in America right now because of the war supporting Palestine. And there was a guy in, I think it was a New Yorker, Chicago, had a video on his cell phone of the dead bodies. Yeah, I saw that. And yeah. he's shown it to the Jews and he's saying, this is your sons and daughters. And he's, you know, flipping them off and laughing. Yeah, and what some people don't realize, but besides Israel, the second biggest population of Jewish people is New York, New York City, right? Yeah, um, right. And then third, actually, is Florida. Florida, um, down, down in Miami, certain areas of Miami, North Miami, you would, you would think you're in a Jewish, and well, you are in a Jewish area, because I've, I've been there. There's a lot of Jewish delis, which are really good, by the way. Um, <laughs> um, I, I like Here, here let, let me read you something. This was, um, just speaking of what you're talking about, our border and the infiltration of possible terrorists from all these places. You, you may know this person, Bridget Gabriel, or Gabrielle. She's um, immigrated here from Lebanon. She tweeted this uh, today. Lebanon was the only Christian majority nation in the Middle East. It's where I was born. We prided ourselves on inclusivity, always welcoming Arab Muslims, refugees from all, of the, all over the Middle East. We had the best economy, despite having no natural oil, the best universities, they called Beirut the Paris of the Middle East, and the mountains of Lebanon were, ter- were tourist destination. My early childhood was idyllic. My father was a prosperous businessman in town. My mother was at home with me and an uh, uh, only child. Slowly, the Arab Muslims began to, to become the majority in Lebanon, and our rights began to wither away. Soon we find, we find ourselves unable to leave our small Christian town without fear being stopped and killed, uh, being stopped and killed by Arabs. In Lebanon, your religion is on your government-issued ID. As the war intensified and the radical Islamists made their way south, my home was hit by an errant rocket and my life forever changed. We spent the next almost decade in a bomb shelter, scraping together pennies and eating dandelions and roots just to survive. It was not, if it was not for Israel coming and surrounding our town, I do not know if we would be here today. Lebanon is now a country 100% controlled and run by Hezbollah, and I lost my country of birth. I thank God every single day I was able to immigrate to America and live out the dream that billions of people only dream of having. Now, here in America, my adopted country that I've come to love so much, I see the same threats and warning signs happening now that took place in Lebanon when I was a child. This is my warning to you, America. Reverse course now while you still can. It's not too late to save our freedom and preserve it for the next generation. I believe that 100%. Yeah, and then shout out to Lebanon, you know, RBTC, um, Beirut. We just kicked off, right? Like right, a, just started uh, actually the day, I think, before the war broke out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, so, you know, and uh, you know, obviously, you know, we're praying for those folks. I mean, you know, you know I mean, Hezbollah's, you know, now starting trying to attack Israel and things like that. So who knows what's going on? You know, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, there's, you know, we have a lot of Christian people in a lot of bad places. We, sometimes we can't even say where some of our people are. Right. Um, but, um, you know, and, you know, but, you know, the, we just going to be praying for, 
for the nation of Israel and praying for that, that whole region. I know like Ramah, Egypt has kind of gone off and on over the, and people don't even realize about some unrest over there um, mm. over the last few years, and that's even before COVID, um, yeah. things like that. Um, now, I've actually heard the word, some people, well, first of all, let me say this before I get to, um, I don't know if you've seen the campaign. It happened actually a couple months ago, or maybe it was over summertime, that Blue Box campaign you know, that Israel put out or whatever about the, the um, you know, people that were anti-Semitism, you know, whatever, and there was some kind of blue box, and there were, if you want to support Israel, you're supposed to put a blue, a blue, uh, a little blue square, and it represents the, the, the size of the thing composed of the screen represents how many people are, you know, the Jewish population compared to the population of the world, I guess, or whatever. Kind of, you, you can look it up if you type in blue box Israel or whatever, but I've heard this word um, among Christians. They say, well, that, you know, the Israelis, I mean, they're Zionists. So I don't even, what is a Zionist, Kirk? And, 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 and what, you know, what do they mean by that? You know, because I've heard there are a lot of Christians, you know, you know, um, you know, that believe like us that, that seem to support Palestine for whatever reason. They think, you know, negative stuff about the Jews. Well, Zionist was, is, we would be considered Zionist because we, it's basically you believe Israel has a, a right to the land. And so the original Zionists were before the Jews came back, back in the, uh, I just slipped my mind, the guy that was, that the original uh, movement started, but he had a vision that the Jews would be able to go back to Israel one day. And so... And, and for, for that, was it 1948, I guess, is what... Is when that's when they became recognized by the United Nations. Okay. And, but, be, but back in 1917, the English had a Balfour... Uh, uh, covenant that promised to give them their homeland, but then when World War II uh, hit, they they backed out of that and they said we don't want to deal with that, and they gave it to the United Nations. Then it was a hot potato, and then the United States was actually the first country to vote for Israel to become a nation. Uh, so anyway, this Zionist movement was the movement going all the way back, and and Christians were involved in it too back then. They they believed that Jews would have that the Bible prophecy said they would come back to the land. Mm -hmm. So it was a movement to get them back to their homeland and get them their homeland. So that basically that's what a Zionist is. And so you have Christian Zionists that are Christians that believe typically evangelicals that believe that Israel has a right to their land that that's their land as opposed to the doctrine that for so long dominated the church called replacement theology, mm. which is basically God forever cast away the Jews and took everything and gave it to the church, and we're now the Israel of God, and they're no more. There's no, no Israel, no Jew has a right to anything that it all belongs to the church. That's replacement theology. Well, in 1948, when they got their nation back, that sort of was an earthquake amongst that theology, and uh, even though yet it still is strong in a lot of our churches today and, and, ta and taught in some seminaries. And so uh, anybody that believes that the Jews have a right to go back to their land, that those prophecies are still valid, we're called Zionists. But, you know, anyone who reads the Bible and studies about the promised land realizes that it wasn't, it was God that promised them the land, right? I mean, it wasn't, we're not, we're not talking about, you know, with some president or some king or some ruler. This is God himself promised Israel, you know, the nation of Israel that land. And, um, you know, I can understand uh, a non-believer being feeling that way, but but for a Christian, yeah, to feel that way, it it goes back to biblical ignorance, yeah. biblical illiteracy, not knowing what the Bible says, and in order to believe in replacement theology, you have to have an allegorical interpretation of the scriptures. In other words, you can't take it literally; it's just symbolic. Because if you take the Bible literally, I mean, there's promises made to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, the 12 tribes, and all the rest that are irrevocable. 
And yeah. even Jesus himself alluded to it in the Gospels, that the Gentiles would trod down Jerusalem until their time was up, and then it would be, you know, it's going to be back in the hands of the people of Israel. Now, it, it seems that there are a lot of hatred in America towards Jewish people because a lot of them are very wealthy. And, you know, I think it's a lot of, you know, because they're mad because they have money, and maybe yeah. we don't or, or whatever in, in the theology because, you know, and even... I know even growing up, you know, people would, would we talk about whenever you, you would, um, um, what do you call barter for something or whatever, they say, yeah, well, I want to Jew them down. Right, that right. was, it was a normal, we probably can't say that today, you know, I just had it, but, but anyway, it was known, you know, that, you know, you're going to take, you know, so called take advantage, you're, you're going to make sure to get down to the lowest price, and that was a normal, I mean, that was a normal statement, you know, right. it wasn't trying to be bad against the Jewish people, it's just, you know, another, another term that we used to say is an Indian giver. And a lot of people thought, you know, that, that's, um, you know, you're derogatory for Native Americans. No, it's derogatory among the white people. Because they were the ones that were the yeah, Indian givers. But, because <laughs> because yeah. the, the white folks are the ones that sent the Indians to Oklahoma um, to give them land. They gave them all land and then took, took it from them, you know. Yeah. And, the, um, and people don't realize, you know, everyone hears about the Oklahoma Sooners. Um, and they, they always say boomer sooner. Well, the Sooners, so Oklahoma history for some people who are from Oklahoma, the um, so there, at the land rush, they actually, it was actually, it was a Payne County where Stillwater, where Oklahoma State is, they actually, that's where the land rush began, you know, because more kind of middle of the middle of the state, and they, they fired a gun, and everyone could look, stake out their 40 acres or, or whatever they got. The Sooners were the cheaters, the one who went out, staked their land out before the, the gun, gun went off, so... Oklahoma University named their mascot after a bunch of cheaters. Yeah, Sooners. <laughs> that was kind of kind of interesting for Oklahoma history for some of you, but I mean, you know, in, in all reality, when you talk about you know, it, it it's it's um basically a racism racism type situation, yeah. um you know that's probably even worse than our racism issue. But but these people, you know, people like I said, our 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 Western mind can't. How do you sacrifice babies or how do you how do you do that? But they, they think that they're fulfilling their Quran. I mean, right. you know, um, they, they, by, by doing that, because everybody's hated. It's not just a military target, you know, because, you, know, you know, people say, well, that's a war crime and, and things like that. But then you got someone like Bernie Sanders saying, well, it's a war crime not to give them water and electricity. But, you know, who wants to give water and electricity to, you know, because what they don't realize is that Gaza has to depend upon Israel to give them, you know, the water, electricity, power. And, and things like that. Right. And, and so, you know, you would think Hamas would have thought about that before they came in. Um, you know, they, today I was reading on the news, they said, you want your electricity? All you got to do is give us back all the hostages. <laughs> you think that's going to happen? Uh, no. I doubt it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's interesting about the whole racism and things. You know, do you, this is not taught in our schools, but if you, if you search it out, you'll find that it's true, that the whole slave trade from Africa to Europe and then eventually to America was, it was a, Muslim, it was a Muslim deal. The really? Muslims were sell, were the ones. The, the Muslim, the tribes that had become Muslim in Africa were selling out their fellow tribals mm, to exactly. the to the Europeans and, right. to, and then to the Americans. Yeah, and that's a you know, whole thing. And I got that from the Africans in Africa at Ghana, where they at the fort where they were selling the tribes. It was other African tribes selling out tribes to the Europeans and then the Americans. Had they remained unified, it, it would never happen. But it was the Muslims that were in charge. Yep. Yeah, and so and people don't realize that the, the Muslim, you know, thing, you know, all over Africa, you know, you have a lot of Muslims. I mean, it, you know, well, I guess all over the world, really. I mean, you know, it's um, 
one of the biggest religions, right? Or, you know. Yeah, well, it is a big religion, and if you ask some people what's the fastest growing religion, they'll say Islam. But you know what that's based off of? It's based off of an article from the Reader's Digest in like 1967, which is based off birth rate. Because of the birth rate of the Muslim family, they were saying it's the fastest growing religion. But they didn't factor in that Christianity is not measured by birth rate. We don't measure how fast Christianity grows by how many kids we have, but by how many people actually get saved. Converted. Yeah. So Christianity by far is the fastest growing religion, more than the, the population growth rate. It's like almost double or more of the population growth rate is how many people are getting saved around the world. So it's far the fastest growing religion. But it's not based on natural birth rate, but born-again rate. Mm -hmm. And there's a number of people that grew up in Islamic countries that do convert to Christianity. A so, large number, actually. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and even like, you know, I've heard one individual, the, way, the reason he turned to Christianity is because he read the Quran, and Jesus has mentioned the Quran, and he, he seems like a nice guy, and they, so they want to know more about Jesus, so they started reading the Bible, and they converted to Christianity. Mm -hmm based upon the Quran, so that was kind but, of... But to answer the, the whole premise of this conversation about why there's this stuff between the Palestinians and Israel, it cannot be explained any other way but a spiritual hatred, a spiritual warfare that goes yeah. back to God's plan versus the devil's plan for mankind, and God's promise versus the devil's attack on that promise, all the way back to the garden, then to Abraham, then throughout the, throughout the generations. We even see in the book of Revelation, when it's talking in about the tribulation, all that, in chapter 12, it shows the woman that represents Israel and that she's given two wings to flee from the dragon, who is the devil. And then he went after her seed that held the testimony of Jesus. So the devil is always after the people of Israel and the Christians mm -hmm. because those are the two things that, of God's redemptive plan to bring the Messiah to redeem the world from his control. So that it's a spiritual hatred. First time I was in Israel, we were leaving the airport. We were stuck in security for an hour because one of the people on our team had a hard drive. They were checking it out. They thought it was a bomb or something. So they took it back, and they were, literally took apart this hard drive. <laughs> so we were standing there for an hour while the soldiers there sort of watching us, waiting for us to get our stuff back. So he starts making conversation with us. It was Passover was coming up. That we were leaving before Passover. So he says, you know, uh, Passover is coming in a, in a couple of weeks. And he said, that's sort of like your Thanksgiving. I said, yeah, it sort of is, similar type situation. You know, we're celebrating freedom from bondage. And then he just, out of the blue, he says, why does everybody hate us? And then he says, why does everybody want to kill us? And then he says, why do Christians hate us? Mm. And that really got me. And I, said, I looked at him. I said, I'm a Christian. I don't hate you. I said, How, why would I hate you? You gave me your book. You gave me your prophets. You gave me the Messiah. I can't hate you. I said, no, no real believer is going to hate you. I said, I told this guy, I said, that's a, demon, that's a spiritual hatred. It comes from Satan himself. I said, it's not, it's not normal. And, uh, you know, it's true. It is a spirit that we're dealing with here. And Islam, the, the, the spirit of Islam has given vent to this hatred both towards Christians and Jews. And again, there are many Muslims that aren't into this, thank God, and, and they're nice people. But the people that are, the radicals that are taking these, this Quran and going, you know, full-blown with it, uh, it's a spiritual thing. You can't, and you can't, you can't legislate it away, you can't give land for peace, you can't bring in Western ideals. None of that is going to deal with this 
It's going to take uh, uh, the Spirit of God and a, and a revelation of Jesus Christ. And, and I can go to Israel today, and I can sit in rooms with Arab and Jewish believers and Gentile believers, and there's be perfect unity. And the one thing that, is, that glues us all together is Jesus Christ. Mm, the blood. The blood of the Lamb, the same Spirit. Yeah, and it's interesting, obviously, you know, to be a Christian, you, you, we believe in all the Old Testament. I mean, so, yeah. so obviously we believe in all the, the, and that's why they say America's a Judeo-Christian um, nation, you know, at least it was at one point in time. I do believe it is again, but, but you know. The roots are there. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing, what's been happening, and you hit it on the head, I mean, for, for decades now, um, you know, some of these colleges and now filtered down to the high schools and even middle school and even elementary school, you know, has put this theology into our young people, you know, that, that now has accumulated that now we, you know, we, we question whether there's just two genders now. I mean, which, you know. Think which, about this, though. Look at these protests, BLM first, right? Then you've got the uh, transgender protests and the LGBTQ protests, and now, you know, the drag queen stuff. And now it's the same people. Now it's the Palestinian anti-Israel protests. Yeah. So we have a vacuum in this nation of a moral compass. So these same people are jumping from one thing to the next. These are the latest protests because they're just, they don't have any compass in life. And where they're going, they're just, it's the latest thing to get into. Mm -hmm. and, and according to conspiracy theories, there's people who pay these people to protest. That's why they. Well, that's, that's not, I would say that's not conspiracy because <laughs> that's been proven. Well, yeah. I, I understand that. But, but, yeah, but you, know, know, you know, having fun. We're having fun, you know, because <laughs> there are certain people, they'll, they'll protest anything if someone pays them. I mean, Absolutely. You know, you pay me $500, I'm showing up to protest things I believe in. So. Anyway, well, we're going to end um, today's broadcast, but we'll talk about Rainbow Bible Training College, rbtc.org. You know, you know, Rainbow Bible Training Colleges, we, we're called the Harvard of Bible Colleges in a good way because Harvard teaches some pretty crazy <laughs> things, especially especially some of the things that have came out. Actually, Harvard came out against those things, but some of the students had put some pretty crazy th stuff out there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you know, if you want to learn more about the Bible, if you want to learn more about some of these things that, that, that Kirk's talking about, you can come to rbtc.org, Rainbow Bible Training College. It's a great place um, to learn more about the Bible. Whether you feel called to be the ministry or you want to learn more about the Bible, um, you want to check it out, rbtc.org. Um, you can go to our website. You can enter your information. We'll have one of our student ambassadors give you a call. We'll email you uh, a... Um, a what do you call it? Um, E-packet. An E-packet or a catalog, E-catalog, and you can learn more about Raymond Bible Training College. Well, we're going to bring Kirk back you know, for uh, talking about more about Israel um, next program. But here at Raymond, we're bringing hope, hope, help, and, and healing, healing to, to the, the world. world. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful day.